message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Hallelujah. 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 Father, from Lagos to Kano, from the west to the east, all over this country, revive us again. Amen. Revive us again. Amen. Father, cause us to return to our first love, Amen. where we used to be excited about you, Amen. where we used to be excited about prayer, Amen. where we used to be excited to read our Bible where it was easy for us to tell somebody about Jesus, where we used to be so happy to come to church, revive us again, revive us again, where we used to pray and say, sanctify me, make me holy, where we used to forsake our sins, where we used to weep when we offended you, take us back there again, Lord. Take us to the place where we used to be anxious and so looking forward to coming to church and giving our offerings. Take us back to where we used to give our things away, all because we loved you. Father, take us back to that place where we were excited to just be born again, where we were just happy, and we were just happy for knowing you. Take us back there again. Revive us, O oh God. Let your kingdom come, and let your will be done. Lord, I pray that at the time of the word this morning that you will minister to us. Lord, that we will not go back the same again. Amen. Father, we come in Sunday in, Sunday out. I ask, oh God, that you keep moving us to that place you want us to be. Amen. Lord, that we will not be the same. Especially this year, Lord, that we will make some measurable, evident progress in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in our lives. Cause us, Lord, to, be the, to shine your light to shine your light and to be the salt you want us to be in the name of Jesus. Amen. Turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 26. It's a very interesting chapter, but I can't read all. I'll read some of the verses, and I pray that when you go home, you can read some of it. Read it, especially you who come for first service. You have the whole day. Just read the whole chapter and just build your spirit. So I read from verse 1. There was a famine in the land. Besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land. And I said to somebody this morning, Stay in Nigeria, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands. And I will perform the oath which I saw to Abraham, your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands. And in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac dwelt in the land. Verse 12. Then Isaac sold in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper 
and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, and they had filled them with earth. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much, more, much mightier than we. Then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerah and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called them. Also Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water. But the herdsmen of Gerah quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he called the name of the well Isaac, because they quarreled with him. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that one also. So he called its name Sitna. And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he named it Rehoboth, because he said, For now... The Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Somebody say amen. amen. And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth, because he said, for now, let's say it together, for now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Amen. amen. This February, God will make room for us. God will make room for us. Amen. You are not answering, you, are, you don't understand what I'm saying. Amen. I'm saying by the 25th of February, God will make room for us. Amen. I preached this message to a church two years ago, and I have been wanting to preach it. But now is the time for it. Now is the time for it. Rehoboth, God has made room for us. Rehoboth. God has made room for us. The major mention of the word Rehoboth in the Bible is in this portion of scripture we just read. It is a story set in the Middle East where Isaac and his family lived. And being a dry desert terrain, water was a very scarce and important need. Thus, the issue of digging of wells to meet their needs. And it looked like not everyone was lucky or blessed to find water after digging a well. That was why Whenever Isaac found water, they fought with him. So there was a famine in the land, and Isaac had to move to dwell with Abimelech, the Philistine. Now remember, is this same Abimelech that his father had lived with in Gerah? And I want you to know that in your journey of life, guard every relationship, especially generational relationships. They will always come handy in the future. Do not fight with every friend. Do not just be passing friends and saying, I don't, I don't care. The, God brings people specifically to your life for different reasons. And you never know when you will need somebody. Every useless thing has a useful day. Every useless human being, quote and unquote, has a day that will be useful to you. Every useless human being, quote and unquote. Those people you think are useless are useful. 
One of the inheritance every parent must leave for their children is good relationships. Because people are the most important assets. This same Abimelech had helped Abraham, and it was now, Abraham had died and gone, and now Isaac came to him. Isaac came to dwell with him in Gerah. Praise the Lord. So a famine also arose in Gerah, and God categorically told Isaac not to leave and not to go to Egypt, which suggests to me that, there were, that Egypt was where everybody was going. Does it sound like this present day? We are, it's so hard in Nigeria. It's so difficult. And people are going to London. People are doing lying every lie and going to Canada. People are moving to America. And people will marry, do arrange marriage just to get a green card in America. Because, see, it's better to live in a dry land where God is than to go to where God did not send you. Because if you go to where God did not send you, you will have to cater for yourself. And so God categorically told Isaac, do not go anywhere. In verse, 20, in verse 2, he says, And the Lord appeared to him and said to him, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land. And I want to say to somebody, stay in Nigeria. Just stay in Nigeria. Stay where God is. Stay where the, you will be hearing the voice of God. Do not go down to Egypt. I will bless you, God said. I will be with you. For to you and your descendants, I will give all the land which I swore to Abraham. And I will make your descendants great. See, see the promises God made to Isaac. Because he chose to stay where God wanted him to stay. He said, I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands. And in all your seed, the nations of the earth will be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice, my charge, my statutes, and my commandments, and my laws. I want you to know that what you are doing, and I have said this over and over and I'll keep saying it, that your life has a, a, an effect on your children. How you live will affect your children. How you live will affect your children. I want you to know that. The legacy you leave is an investment you are making for your children. So you have to live well. You have to live like, don't let your children reap bad, the bad seeds you've sown. Let them not reap a bad harvest. Don't die and leave debts for your children. Don't die and leave a bad name for your children. Please know that your name is an inheritance. It's supposed to be inherited. Your name is supposed to be inherited. Hallelujah. Your name should open doors for your children. Your name should open doors for the people who have worked for you. Your name should open doors for anybody who has come in contact with you. At the mention of your name, something good should happen to somebody. Oh, come on. I said at the mention of your name, something good should happen to somebody. Let somebody say, ah, you know Barrister Zibri. Please come, 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 come. And, you, and just by the mention of that, you haven't even said a story. You just said, we were in a care group, Barrister. You know that man, you must be a good man. Because if you show me your friend, I will show you who you are. So you let your name do something good for somebody. Did you hear me? I said let your name do something good for somebody. Let your name not be the reason why a door will be closed against somebody. Uh, if you know that person, you too, you are a thief, you are a liar. I can't trust you. You're not, you say he's your friend, please be going. Come and be going. May that not be your portion in the name of Jesus. So Isaac dwelt in Gera. In understanding Rehoboth, you have to learn to hear the voice of God and obey him. I want you to know that God is the one who will prosper you this year and throughout your life. Therefore, you have to walk with him and know his voice. 
You have to know the voice of God as a Christian. You have to know when God is speaking. You have to move only when he tells you to move and be completely surrendered to him. See the blessings God promised Abraham and Isaac now through Abraham, through Abraham's life. So God's blessings on our life will also flow to our children if we teach them to obey the voice of the Lord. One of the greatest legacies and things you must teach your children is to teach them to know that this is God. This is not God. This is the voice of God. This is not the voice of God. Your children should be able, they shouldn't be in any confusion. They should know exactly when it is God and they should know when it's not God. Somebody say amen. amen. So after a while of obeying God and sowing and reaping, and I know when we read that story, some of you thought I was going to read, I was going, my message was going to be about Isaac began to prosper and he continued to prosper until he became pro very prosperous. It was just a part of the reading and I'm just going to mention it. So after a while, he became very rich that the Philistines envied him and Abimelech had to drive him away. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us for you are much mightier than us. So in this journey of your life, when you are, as you are getting to your place of, favor and blessing where you found favor before may become hostile later i need you to know that people who laughed with you today may not laugh with you tomorrow i need you to know that so where and where you were blessed before may no longer be a blessing the point here is you must know when to leave please leave before they drive you some of you have been squatting. You came to, you told them you are going to stay for two weeks. You are, have been in the house for two years. No, they may be laughing at you with you, but they are not happy with you. They may be keeping you and they are telling you everything is okay, but they are not, it's not okay. If you have stayed past the time you promised, you have overstayed. Anytime you are in anybody's house as a visitor, you must leave when you promise to leave. I need you to know that. Never overstay. If anything, leave before the time. Did you hear me? It's good behavior. I'm teaching you family worship center. Those of you who go to London and stay with people or you go to America and stay with people, please leave before the time. And when you are there, give money for groceries. Give money for electricity. Don't be a burden to them. Let them be looking forward to your coming because when you come, you enrich the house. If you're a mother, you came for Omugo, when the child has reached a place, please go back home. <laughs> Omugo is hard work. It's hand work. I don't even know why you want to stay for more than the time. Go home. Go to your house. And, and in your house, you are free. You have authority over your house. Never overstay your visit anywhere. And so, now, it wasn't that Isaac overstayed. It was just that he was too prosperous. So don't think that you are staying there and making, you are squatting and you are making money, you are getting promotion and you are not moving and it's making the people happy. Uh-huh. If you will walk with God, he will tell you, he, you will always know when to move. Never lose your respect. Never, never commonize or cheapen yourself for anybody. Did you hear me? No, don't, don't let anybody hiss. When they see you, they hiss. No, become an, a, a, an essential commodity. When they say, ah, it is long you visited also, because they know the blessing that comes when you visit them. Okay, let me move forward. I also want you to know that when one door closes, you may cry a little bit, but get up, 
dust yourself and ask God for the next set of instructions. Every closed door means that that phase of your life is over. You are going higher. It cannot be that you are going lower. It will be that you are going higher. Somebody say amen. amen. So Isaac had to relocate to the valley. Very telling. Sometimes God will let you take some steps backwards in order to relaunch you to take you to a higher place. Please, not every setback is an unfortunate incident. Not every setback is a problem. Some setback is, is God setting you up. Some setback is God preparing you for something you never imagined. I'll tell you a story. In, when Pastor Ina died, I lived in a house in Asokoro. And the woman had some rumors that I was wayward, I was doing this, I was... And she, was, she felt so offended that even before Pastor Ina died, I was already drinking and doing stuff. Just lies. And she decided to drive, to, to up my rent then. I think it was from 2005 million or so to about 10 million, something crazy. She doubled it. She was doubling it every year. From 2005, 2.5 million, we went to 3 million, then 5 million. Then now she said we should pay 10 million. Then I knew the time, it was time for me to leave. To leave. I didn't know that it was God setting me up. So I told them, Ode and Mr. and Godwin to look for a house for me. Now, all our lives, I have never looked for a house in high places. When we came with Pastor Ina, we started to look for our house from Gwagwalada. And then we went to Kubua, went to the outskirts of the town. In fact, it was one day we were frustrated on our way out of Asokoro, where we used to squat. We saw this man and we saw a too late sign. And he told us that the house was for sale, or for rent. And the rent was 150000 and we were able to get a house in Asokoro. So every time we're in a crisis, God took us to a, a good place. So I'm in a crisis now, and we, I don't know how they came about the house I live in now. And they found it. The man, he, he asked for eight, some, eight million, 8.5 or something. The house was bigger. It has, you, those of you who have been to my house, it has so much land. Those kinds of houses don't exist in Abuja anymore. My house has so much land. I think it's sitting on 2,000 plus plot. The point I'm trying to make is that when a door shuts, don't try to open it too hard. Don't be crying over it too hard. Because it is God saying that the time to move has come. And sometimes things may, must get so hard for you so that you can move forward. Somebody say amen. amen. So in the valley, Isaac dug a well and he brought water. So he moved from maybe the, the town and had to move to where nobody wanted. But they followed him there. He dug a well. And it brought water, and they claimed that the water was theirs. So Isaac called the name of that well Isaac, meaning to fight, to struggle. They were fighting with him after he had moved from there. I want you to know that trouble will look for you sometimes, even after you have moved away from it. It's all a part of the plan. It's all a part of the plan because God wants to, maybe, so, maybe you moved to point A and God wanted to take you to D. And so trouble will continue to follow you until you move to where God has prepared for you, until you move to your Rehoboth. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't want to make this a shouting message. I can make it so you are jumping and shouting, but I want to teach you principles along as we go on here so you understand the things that are happening to you in your life. So he left them when they insisted that, they, that it was their water and moved away and dug another well. And they still quarreled with him over that one. So he called that one Sitna. Sitna means to lie in wait to attack. To lie in wait to attack. 
I want you to know that this year, as you are going through life, Satan will be lying awake, waiting for you to attack you. Satan will plant people along the way. Now, the fact that we say you make progress, you will succeed, does not mean that everything is going to be hunky-dory. No, there is going to be trouble. And I'm so glad the Bible did not hide anything to us. The Bible says in this life we will have what? tribulations, but to be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. So the name Sitna means to lie in wait to attack. The root, the root word for Sitna is Satan, adversary, an opponent. They waited for him to dig the well. So it was like they were always just waiting for Isaac to dig the next well. In fact, they, and they did the same thing to, their, to his father. Whenever he dug, they stopped it. They were just wicked people because prosperity was all, uh, was all over them. Let me tell you something about you that you didn't know. You are like a calabash. They can put you in water and try to press you down. You will always come back up. No matter what happened, no matter how hard the devil tries, they may, do, they may demote you, do whatever, you will come back again. You will always be on top because you have been raised up and you are seated with Christ in the heavenly places far above principalities and powers. Nobody can hold you down. Nobody can keep you down. Nobody can stop you. God has lifted you. Nobody can bring you down. Sounds like the story of your life. Yeah, clap unto the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know where you are this morning, and I don't know what the devil is planning, but I want you to hear my voice and hear me saying to you that nothing can hold you down. You may be sick now, it's temporary. You may be broke now, it's temporary. Whatever you don't have right now is temporary. Trouble don't always last forever. Whatever has a beginning has an end. Hallelujah. Thank God. Our, the name of our God is Alpha and Omega. He starts and finishes. Amen. He has begun. The Bible says, he who started this good work in you, what will he do? Bring it to completion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know that some of you, it looks like Satan is always waiting for you. Like just, just like you make a little progress and he attacks. But like Isaac, you never give up. You keep moving. You keep digging. You keep praying. You keep fasting. You keep loving. You keep working hard definitely you will make progress. I want you to know that you will have the last laugh. You didn't hear me. I say you will have the last laugh. The devil will not have the last laugh. Sickness will not have the last laugh. Poverty will not have the last laugh. Singlehood or whatever negative thing in your life will not have the last laugh. God in your life will have the last laugh. The Bible says you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Hallelujah. So after Isaac, after the satanic attack of Sitna, Isaac left that part of the valley. See, he's in the valley and Satan is troubling him. He moved to, one, to a deeper side of the valley. Satan follows him. And, and so don't, don't be surprised or shocked that you are troubled. Don't be surprised or shocked that trouble never leaves you. It is because the hand of God is upon your life. It, see, if you don't matter, Satan won't trouble you. If you are nothing, Satan won't bother about you. The reason why Satan is bothering about you is because you are going somewhere to happen. So temporary setbacks have nothing to do with where you are going. Just keep moving. Don't stop. Don't be discouraged. Don't give up. And so Isaac left that part of the valley again and moved deeper into the valley and dug another well. And this time he waited to see if they would come. But they didn't come. So, he named that well, 
Rehoboth, saying, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Hallelujah. So what is Rehoboth? I know a lot of you, some, some people say, I am Rehoboth, Rehoboth has happened to me, and you don't even know the meaning. Rehoboth is not the blessing. Rehoboth is the preparation for the blessing. Rehoboth is the room. It's a room. It's a wide and broad space. According to Mensa Otterbill, it's a place of access. It's like a street. It's the way that takes you from one place to another. Rehoboth takes you from where you are to where you are going. Hallelujah. It, is, it, take you, it takes you from where you are to where you want to be. It is God himself giving you access. It is God himself making a way for you to move from one place to the other. So, listen to me. Rehoboth could be a place. Rehoboth could be a person. Rehoboth can be an opportunity. Did you hear me? It could be a place. It could be a person. It could be an opportunity. Follow me. According to Bishop Mensa Otterbill, he said Rehoboth could be likened to a plaza or an open space or an open market, a place where you could take your goods and, and trade freely. So Rehoboth is a place of no limitations, a place of increase and fruitfulness, and a place of enlargement. It is a place where tension and struggle with the enemy is over, and you are free to operate freely. It's a place where there are no fights, no tears, no battles. Somebody say hallelujah. It's a place that God opens for you himself, and no enemy can claim it. Nobody can, no enemy can reach it. No enemy can stop it, and no enemy can destroy it in the name of Jesus. So, see, right now I am in Rehoboth. It's a place when all the people, struggle just finishes. All the attacks stop. And I want you to know truly that if you just keep going on, a time is going to come when nobody will even talk about you anymore. When nobody will worry you anymore. When sickness, sickness has turned this way down and it will just leave you. You will not always be sick. You will not always be broke. You will not always be poor. A time is going to come when you will be totally free to do and be anything you want, to go anywhere you want, to buy whatever you want. A time is going to come in your life when you will forget that you have suffered. Put your hands together and clap unto the Lord. Hallelujah. How will I know that Rehoboth is here? You will know Rehoboth is here when contention opposition and attacks have ceased and you look around and you can say the coast is clear the coast is clear hallelujah now i'm free to build i'm free to plant no threats anywhere a place where you operate in peace what it is not what rehoboth is not it is not the fruitfulness itself it is not the breakthrough it is not the prosperity no it is the place of access, of opportunity, and of potential. It is a clear space where you can now settle to walk towards your prosperity and fruitfulness. Now, if you remember, Isaac said, God has made room for us, and we shall. We shall. Is it present tense or past tense or future tense? We shall be fruitful. So, Rehoboth is in preparation. It gives you access that I, so with this well, I'm going to work hard. Because of this well now, I will prosper. That's what Isaac was saying. God has allowed us to dig this well. Well, I have Rehoboth. Now we will be fruitful. So that is why, oh, I didn't read. Turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 24. Let me show you something. Proverbs 24. 
verse 3 and, and 4. It says, through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Follow me. In Rehoboth, God gives you, takes you to a space where you can build, where you can plant, where you can work, where you can become all you need to become. So let me go back to where I said Rehoboth could be a place. It could be a person or an opportunity. God will take you to a place where there's no stress. Maybe it's a work environment where the boss gives you permission to do and be anything. That's a Rehoboth. Don't waste it. Don't be wasting your time. When, when God gives you a, a free place, a, 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 a tension-free place, a place to operate, maximize it. Be your best. Do your best. This year, do your best any place you get. When God connects you to a person, don't abuse the opportunity. Because everybody that God brings to you has something to give you. Don't fall out with anybody. Don't be rude to anybody. Don't be ugly to anybody. Because nobody is useless. Anything you despise and, and abuse, you will lose. If you have a relationship with me and you abuse it, you will lose it. Now, those of you who know me, my hand is like this. It's, it's open. If you, anybody who knows me, if I want to give you cloth, I cannot give you one cloth. I'll give you like six cloths. Sometimes I'll give you ten. If you abuse me and fall out with me, you have not gotten that. And there are uncles and aunts and bosses and people you have fought with. You need to go and repent and say, please forgive me because they are carrying your goods. So you don't waste relationships. You don't, any access you have with anybody, treat it well. Whatever you respect will bless you. Whatever you honor will bless you. Whatever you regard will be a blessing to you. So Rehoboth is when God gives you access to people. Right now, I have access to Bishop Oedipo. I have access to Mommy Gio and Daddy Gio. I will never abuse that opportunity. Because I know so many people who, people who are tithing and doing whatever would redeem, who have never touched them. I have been to their house. I have stayed with them. So I honor it, I cherish it because it's Rehoboth. Through those relationships, I have been blessed. It was Mommy Gio who told me, how many churches have you planted? I said three. She just looked at me and he's. He said, ah, they will begin to worry you. They will trouble you. They will begin to make trouble and they will be leaving. You better engage them. And then I did six churches. Then I went back and she says to me, how many have you planted? I said, it's very good, but that is very, you're wasting time. So every relation has some, relationship has something to do in your life. And then I, because of, I don't want to go and tell her I have six churches. She will ask me, what are you doing? She will say, are you serious? And Mommy Gio is not impressed. She just tells me the truth. I mean, at her age, what? Until the normally say, what can you In other words, I have become what I have become. What can anybody do to me? So she just tells it to you, you know. So I want you to know that there is no, don't disrespect anybody. Don't even disrespect your driver or your cook. Me, I want to, at my old age, I can call Tony or anybody and they'll come and cook for me. And I want them to come running. So I'm not going to abuse or disrespect them. And then you get an opportunity, which is a rebel You enter it and do your best. Don't waste it. Don't say it's small. No, every big thing starts from a small thing. 
The big is in the small. Hallelujah. So that was why I read um, Proverbs chapter 24. That Rehoboth is the access. But now with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, you do what you need to do to prosper. It is you that will make yourself prosperous. What God will do is just put you in a space or take you to a person or open an opportunity to you. That is all God will do. What you do with it is your own. And that is why the Bible says, according to his, as his divine nature, has given us all that pertains to life and godliness. God will not create another child. God will not create a husband. God will not create anything. And he has finished creation. What you do with the creation is your business. This earth is a Rehoboth. So Rehoboth is favor. And then hard work will bring fruitfulness. So Rehoboth plus hard work equal to fruitfulness. It says God has given us room and we shall, we shall, we shall be fruitful. God gives you a piece of land, cultivate it, build on it, do something on it. The land is useless as long as you don't work on it. So let me, let's go back to, 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 to Isaac's well. From that well, they were going to drink. From that well, they were going to cook. From that well, they were going to build houses with the water. From that well, they were going to graze, to, to, to feed their animals and graze their, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. They were going to graze the land and the, the animals could feed on it. From that well, they could do many things. Don't despise that thing that is in your hand. Don't despise that 100,000 naira God put in your hand. That is not the fruit. That is a Rehoboth. It's an opportunity. What are you going to do with that 100,000? What are you going to do with that 1 million? Will you just eat it and now begin to look for the next one? So anything that comes in your hand is a Rehoboth. It's a broad place. It's an open space. What will you do with it? Right now you are a care group leader. What are you doing with it? You can just up and go anytime. So one day you will be needing someone. I said, no, that care group leader was a bad care group. I can't help him. And yet there are some care group leaders that some people will die to help them. Why? Because when you had that space, you maximized it. You did your best. Do you understand? So God has made room for us and we shall be fruitful. Clap unto the Lord. Thank you, Lord. This year... In this election cycle, God has made room for us. God has made room for us. What we do with it is our business. God will not vote for us. He doesn't vote it to be illegal. God will not choose a candidate for you. He has provided all of them you choose. So I, I'm, it's amazing. That's why I said this is the right time to preach this message. God has made room for us. In, all, in the space of all the candidates, God squeezed a room for us that we can stand. What we do with it is our business. And I want you to look at all the four candidates. Who is a potential Rehoboth among them? Lessons from Isaac on Rehoboth. Number one, if you are going to, to experience Rehoboth, you cannot follow the crowd. That's the first point. Because God may not make room for you where you go. Like somebody was saying, I don't remember, in the course of these 21 days or this year, somebody said, you go to an, a city and your angel, you leave your angel in Nigeria. 
you go to London and you leave your angel in Nigeria. I think it was somewhere we heard that. So you cannot do what everybody is doing. You cannot leave the country because everyone is living, especially nurses and doctors. Everything is not money. Everything is not money. Service to God is important. Service to God. So doctors are living and nurses are living. You are living. And you know, Elimelech, because there was trouble in, in Israel, decided to go to Moab because there was food there. And in Moab, all him and all his sons died. So because people are moving out does not mean you should move out. That's the first thing I want you to learn in Rehoboth. Stay where God tells you to stay. Isaac did not need to go to Egypt like others. You don't have to go to Canada. There are some of you, day and night, your prayer is Canada, Canada, Canada. Do you know the conditions of living in Canada? Once now, I just go on the internet and see people who are talking about these countries. It will shock you. But more so now that the morality is so wrong, that there is a demonic, satanic agenda that is challenging our children. Even grown-up children, they are beginning to question hell. They are beginning to question the Bible. They are beginning to question Christianity. Why? Because that society has decided that that's what they want to do. They want to kill the Christian faith. In America and London, you can say anything. Anybody can say anything and it will go. But when a Christian speaks, they get angry. The only person they attack in the world right now is a Christian. And it's more hostile there. So you don't go to places because others are going. Number two, never do what seems right in your eyes. Wait on God. Number three, although he inherited Abraham's wealth, yet he worked hard. Isaac did not consider himself an Ajebor child. Because some of you, you just squander your parents' inheritance. You see, they die and leave houses for you and cars and all. You become poor after five years. You are begging. Something is wrong. So Isaac had all that wealth, but he still worked hard. He toiled the land. He sowed and he prospered. Amen? Number four, he was defeated, oppressed many times, but he never gave, gave up. He kept on trying again. He persevered until he broke through. I don't know how many times you have suffered. I don't know what you are, what, what is, what you are, what, how far, how much you have been attacked. Don't give up. Number five, in the time of famine, he did not give excuses. He sowed. He did not look at his circumstances, but his possibilities and his opportunity opportunities. Number six, he raised altars like his father. If you read that chapter, you'll see after Rehoboth, a few verses, verse 25, he says, and he raised an altar there. He followed the principles of sowing and reaping like his father. Number eight, he was cheated on the way, but he let it go. He had seen Abraham being cheated by Lord, and he let it go, so he let the wells go. I want to make a comment here. There are some of you Christians, you fight. You fight over nothing, over small change. It will make you become bitter and angry with one another. You stop talking to the person, you give up the person, you leave the church and all, only because of a little problem. Abraham left a whole land, a whole expanse of beautiful land to Lot. And so when he came, to, his son learned that and did the same. When they took the well, he did not fight. The Bible in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 says, Suffer rather to be defrauded. Sometimes let them defraud, let them cheat you. Yes, sometimes let them take the thing. Sometimes let them borrow and not pay you. God will pay you back. If you do it in the name of the Lord, God will give you more than whatever you have lost. Learn from our father Abraham, our fathers Abraham and Isaac. Don't fight and struggle over things. Let this year be a year of just making progress for you. That you will not let anybody hold you back. Somebody say amen. amen. 
Don't hold anything, number nine, too tightly, or else you will make enemies along the way. Learn to trust God to compensate you. Number 10, never be tired or lazy to start again. Sometimes it may take a long time before Satan lets you go. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Keep working hard. This year, work hard. This year, work hard. Don't be lazy. Laziness does not pay anybody. The book of Proverbs is written with verses that, that talk about and against laziness. Number 11, Satan will attack you in ways you expect and ways you never imagined. He will use people to do and say things to discourage you, demoralize you, stop you, but never let them stop you from getting to your destination. Don't stop till you get to where God has placed, planned for you. There is a Rehoboth somewhere waiting for you. A place of freedom, a place of potentials, a place where, God, where you will be fruitful. Don't let what people are saying discourage you. Amen? They told me when Pastor Ina died that I was going to destroy the church. I was not good enough. I was this and that and that. But I stayed with God, and here we are today. The church is not destroyed. Rather, it has grown stronger. Glory be to God. Number 13 or 12, even if God promises you something, you still have to work hard for it. He says, I've given you the land, but rise up, engage it, fight and take it. You've given us the land, why do we have to fight? Because God does not want to train bastards and, and spoiled brats. God wants us to be matured. God wants us to show his power. He wants us to show his excellence. He wants us to show his victory. So he will not just give you anything. Everything. He will want you to work. So he has, he has given you the husband, but go and look for him. He has given you the wife, go and look for her. He has given you the child, but go and get it. He has given you the house in Abuja, but you look for it. I've given you the land in the city, go get it. I've given you that job, you have, go collect it. So God is just watching you. And any and every time you make progress, God is happy. Did you, do, you, do you get it? That when you make progress, it makes God happy. Because it was already there. He was just waiting that, like Brother Chris said on Friday, that you will use the word and collect it. Those of you who are not coming to prime meeting, you are missing, no? Oh, God, we had a good time here on Friday. Look for it on the internet. Go and look for Friday prime meeting. It was, and it was not long. Praise the Lord. Like I said, even if God promises you something, you still have to work for it. I want you to know that you will encounter a lot of roadblocks, setbacks, problem on, problems on the way. Don't give up. Number 14, delay is not denial. You all know that, isn't it? I want you also to know in number 15 that nothing under the sun is new. Whatever you are going through, someone in your family, in your fellowship, at your workplace, somewhere, somehow, somebody has gone through it. And if they overcame it, you also can overcome. Number 16, no matter how anointed and gifted you are by God, you will encounter trouble. It sounds like I'm saying trouble, trouble, trouble. Because I know, I know that... Kai, living in Nigeria is trouble. Right now, as we are sitting in this hall, it's trouble. Have you noticed that the AC has stopped? It's trouble. It's trouble. Everywhere, as you get out of the gate, somebody is going to do something stupid. Somebody is going to come to try and jump you. Somebody, before we close service, somebody is going to start walking out. For me, that is trouble. Because they are upsetting me. I've not closed the service. Why are you going? So everywhere we are in this life, every day, there is trouble. Choose what you respond to. Because you are going somewhere to happen. Because there is something ahead of you. Amen? Hallelujah. 
So you will encounter trouble. You will be attacked, accused, or post frustrated. There will, there will be miscarriages. There will be, you say, Pastor, you're prophesying. Oh, no, I'm not prophesying. Who likes miscarriages? Who likes not to be promoted? But these are realities that happen. The thing is that we are buffeted on all sides, but we are not moved. We still keep believing. We keep, still keep trusting God. That things will happen to us, but we have overcome them. The Bible didn't say we have overcome it. It says we have overcome them. How many of them? Plenty of them. Some of them. Not many of them, but them. Definitely it will not be one. In your body, you have overcome something. There are some of my toes that are missing. Don't, don't, don't be deceived by this shine, shine you see. It's magic. Some of the things around our bodies are magic. We have overcome them. It's, we may limp, we may cover, we may part some places, but we are standing. There are some parts of the bodies we have used some things to, to, to wage them. I'm telling you, there are some things you are, but who cares? We just keep going on. Another one happens, we patch it and keep going on. Another one removes, we look for something, patch it and go on. Some of our teeth are not complete. These glasses are not, it's just something going wrong. But we are more than conquerors through Christ who has redeemed us. We, we, we are more than conquerors. We are more than, if you are more than a conqueror, stand up and clap unto the Lord, shout unto the Lord. And keep standing, keep standing, keep clapping, keep clapping. We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. We cannot be defeated. We cannot be stopped. We cannot be denied. We cannot be denied. We cannot be dissuaded. We are, our eyes are fixed. Hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher. Somebody shout. Keep standing. Never, I'm almost done. Never fight useless battles. Isaac didn't. Remember, no matter how hard people fought him, he just kept going on. Because you, see, when you cannot be stopped, eh, don't be fighting nonsense fight. Because you are too busy, you are going somewhere to happen. Come on, things happen to me every day here. But I just keep going on. I just keep going on. The troubles that happen to you happen to me. Your children, the things your children are going through, my children are going through wars. <laughs> it will shock you, isn't it? But I dress up and come here. I look for uh, the, the most beautiful clothes in my drawer, like this one, and I wear it and I come. And you think everything is going on. Today, everything in my body did not want to come to church. My back, my knees, my everything. I came here and sat down like bread that is soaked. But am I not standing here right now? You are like that battery. You cannot be stopped. You are that, like that battery. You cannot be stopped. They have not given birth to the devil that will stop you. They have not created the demon that will stop you. That human being that will make you not reach your destination, they have not born him. They have not born him. Say I said that, that they have not born that person that can stop you. Can I tell you who can stop you? Who can stop you? And I refuse to stop me. Don't allow your past to neutralize your future. Isaac forgot about the wealth that had been taken and he went forward. And finally, don't be buried in what Satan is doing. Keep working on God. 
Keep walking with God and keep fixing your eyes on, on what God has told you. Stay with the vision. Stay with the vision. Stay with your vision. Who are you? Who do you want to be? Who did you say you would be? Who did God say you would be? Who do you know you can be? What is the best you that you can possibly be? Pursue it. I want you to know there is a beautiful, more beautiful you ahead of you. There is a more prosperous you ahead of you. There is a more healed you ahead of you. There is a landlady, landlord ahead of you. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said you are going to be landlord and landlady. You will collect rent in this Abuja. You will not always be sick. Every sickness has an end. Every trouble has an end. Even death. It stops worrying you after a while. I like what Brother Chris said. Every time Satan will be worrying you dead, dead. Say, let us die, the die now. Let us die, the die. Let us rest. Who no go die? Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Rule, reign in my life. Find Rehoboth for yourself. That I am an opportunity for you. I am a person for you. I'm a blessing for you. Use me. Use me. Take absolute control of my life. I give it to you. Hold my hand. Lead me. Guide me. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap unto the Lord. Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.